You are about to listen to Emeka Ezra, the lead steward at Fortier Network International. He envisions all men saved and mature, Christ Jesus. Be stirred as you listen. Praise God. So we're going to be talking about um, the science of fire. All right. Now, the Lord started talking to me about this before I went to Mina. I remember the Lord said talking to me about this before I went to Mina. He said, he said talking to me and telling me, um, how does, you know, when we hear the revival fire, you know, you see people praying for revival fire. Lord, let there be revival in my school. Who has ever prayed that before? You've prayed with some people for revival in my school. <laughs> I never prayed that for my school. <laughs> Let me just tell you. And that was because I was still growing. Right? I have friends that whenever they pray, they will say, the lost glory of the school will come back. <laughs> you are so funny to me. <laughs> you know, because my spiritual father now set a standard that I don't think anybody can anybody can top in our school and everybody's praying lord let us go back to our former glory former glory revival fire but you see some statements that we make are very it's not that it's as if it's outrageous it's just that it is very vague in its delivery in the sense that when you say revival fire what exactly do you mean how exactly how exactly can someone or can a group of people be set on fire? Are you listening to me? How exactly can a group of people be set on fire to the extent that this fire is transferable? You see, when I was starting ministry, the Lord, the Lord showed me, the Lord showed me a vision. When the Lord had told me to start my monthly meetings, the Lord showed me a vision. And in that vision, I, I, I saw the Lord place me in a city. And as he placed me in the city, I touched some people. And those people, those people, they, they, they became fire, like they were set on fire. And, and they left me. They ran away. They left me. And as they left me, they went into the city and they, they touched other people. And like the whole city, well, that was how the whole city was on fire. So the Lord said, revive the church, awaken the city. That was what the Lord told me, revive the church, awaken the city. Because I was praying, I, I started praying concerning that because I was telling the Lord, Lord, I don't understand what revival is. Then the Lord reminded me of a story that happened in, um, was it Judges? Judges is the book of, is the book where we, we, we hear about Samson, am I correct? So he reminded me of a story. And in that story, we see Samson gather 300 foxes and tie their tails two by two. And, and what Samson did was Samson set the foxes on fire and let them loose into the, into the farms of the Philistines. And what happened is the foxes, because they were on fire, burnt the work of the Philistines. That's what the Lord said, that's what you're going to do. So recently the Lord was talking to me about fire. Fire, 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 fire. How can fire be sustained? You see, this is going to be the last born in this meeting. I said in this meeting, in this year. But that should not be the end of your devotion. 
That should not be, that should not be the end of, oh, this year, you know, somebody called me. See how funny this life is. Somebody called me some time ago. The guy said, ah, man of God, I have a problem with my prayer life. I said, oh, very simple. We have something called the discipleship class. We pray by 9 to 9.30 every day. You know what? You should, you should join it. The guy joined it, you know. The guy told me he had addictions. And obviously, I, I discerned that the reason why he had a lot of, like, he was experiencing the addiction in that level, or in that magnitude, was because he lacked a prayer life. So I said, you know what? Join this group. Pray. Pray for 30 minutes every day with me. After one month, the guy left. The guy sent me a message on WhatsApp. Sir, I'm okay. Thank you so much for helping me. Recently, this same guy messaged me. He said, sir, my, I don't have peace. I took a spiritual vacation. I said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> that, was, that, that was, I quote him. He said, I took a spiritual vacation. Ah, and the devil came in now. You took a spiritual vacation with the word, with the devil. Are you listening to me? See, fire in the life of the believer is not meant to be quenched. But sadly, a lot of believers do not know how to, how to maintain fire. A lot of believers don't know how to maintain fire. And this is what the Lord was teaching me. You see, there is something... There's something, when we, when we look at the science of fire, I'm, I'm talking about physical, the fire that we know, the fire that burns. There's something we see, there's something called the fire triangle. Right? There's something called the fire triangle. Who can remember? Secondary school, intro tech, they taught us. They didn't teach us. Was it university they taught us? You, secondary school, you don't know. No, secondary school now. Fire triangle, please, can you stop close? Fire triangle. You see, in the fire triangle, just draw a triangle, and these are the elements that keep the keep or that, that have to be present for fire to be in existence. We have oxygen at the top of the triangle, and at this side we have um, we have fuel and we have heat. So we have oxygen, fuel, and heat. This is very very instructive. Because you need to understand, if so, if there is a fire, right, probably in this room, and we want to stop the fire, what we just do is we just remove something from the triangle. So if we remove oxygen, fire dies. If we remove fuel, the fuel, the fire dies. If we remove heat, the fire dies. So most of the time, most of the time, when fire um, fighters want to fight fire, what they are looking at, what they are looking at to remove is something from that triangle. You see, it's the same thing. It's the same thing when we look at the fire of the Lord also in the life of the believer. A lot of us know how to set ourselves on fire, but we don't have to keep the fire. We are seeing a lot of people coming in as queens. Please, the door, door, please. Okay. A lot of us know how to set ourselves on fire, but we don't know how to keep the fire. Now, the same way we see the science of fire physically is the same way it is spiritually. You see, let's still draw the same triangle again. Let's now call that triangle the fire of the Lord. 
Now at the top of the um, triangle, instead of you putting oxygen, you put the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Now at the side, instead of you putting heat, what you're going to put there is prayer. And at the other side, instead of you to put fuel, what you're going to put is the word. I'm going to teach you something. You see, we see a lot of times Christocentrics, which I'm part of. We love the word. But then we see Christocentrics who don't pray. You study the word. You have too much knowledge. I, I was... I went to a school to teach, right, to preach. And as I was preaching, after preaching, somebody came to me and said, Sir, why were you speaking in tongues on the stage? Hmm. I said, why shouldn't I speak in tongues on stage? And he said, Sir, scripture does not allow us to speak in tongues on the stage. I said, okay, where is the scripture? And he brought out 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 13, 13, yes, 13, 13, 14. He brought it out. And I explained it to him. No. I explained it to him. No, no, no. What, what was happening is, I was explaining 1 Corinthians chapter 14 before he brought out his Bible. So I said, okay, bring out your Bible. Let me show you something. And he was bringing out his phone. As he was bringing out his phone, there was a naked woman on, on, the, on this thing. And I said, this is not the question you're meant to be asking. <laughs> This is not the question I'm meant to be asking. You're not meant to be asking whether we are speaking, whether we are speaking tongues on stage. You're meant to say, "Help my life, help my life." You know something? Help me. <laughs> Do you understand? So this is the same. It happens to Christians every time. You see them arguing scripture on Twitter. They have never preached the gospel, never. So you see them. The spirit and the word, but the heat is lacking, so they are very cold. Mm-hmm. Now, let's remove the word, right? I'm telling you how fire, some things can look like fire, but it's not fire. Let's now remove the word. Now, what's not remaining? We are seeing the spirit and heat. Now, there are people that are saying, you know, you meet some people and they say, you see that your Greek word, that your Hebrew, leave it. What we are here to do is we are here to open the vistas and see. <laughs> Have you seen those kind of people? They will spend 15 hours and they will tell you that speaking from inspiration of the Holy Ghost. I saw one on Twitter yesterday. He said, you know the difference between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost? Ali! <laughs> 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 Papa, preach. <laughs> you need to understand there's a problem. When you only pray and there's no word, you will see demons and you will say, Ah, God has spoken to me. I have encountered Angel Gabriel. He said, The Bible is not it. We should go and start our own religion. You become you become Muhammad. That's what you become. You become Muhammad. You will pray, you will read the Bible. You will be hot. It will be discernible. Though. Have you met somebody that you, you passed before? I just say, ah, did you pray? <laughs> I've met such people. 
that you will pass, you will feel it that they have a prayer life. How do you pray? And they will say, ah, I've been praying. How do you know? I know. But, like, the problem is, if there is no fuel, there is no fire, what you're just doing is, you're hot, you're hot, but it's like, it's like um, a hot kettle. You know, that's just what you are. You cannot... You, you, you're, you're only going to hurt people. You know, I touch you and I'm like, oh, shh. That's just it. And that's the problem with a lot of people in the faith. A lot of people, a lot of believers. So you see us shouting in a city, Lord, set us on fire. Lord, we need your fire. We need revival fire. And we don't even know what revival fire is. We might, most, most of the time, what we are lacking is not prayer. What we are lacking is not the spirit. What we are lacking is the word. Are you listening to me? And especially in Bonn, because Bonn is a prayer meeting. So, and, and in a prayer meeting, it's very easy for us to come, pray six hours, we go. Check it. Pray six hours, we go. And we will see the flow of the spirit. We will see it well, and we will see it in abundance. But when there is, the word is not there, what is going to happen is some people start to see, hear demons. Some people start, let me tell you something. I, I, I was attacked by the devil last month. Now, when I mean attacked by the devil, I don't mean um, what people face. Spiritual attack. Somebody will come and appear to you. I'm Ikuku. This is who I am. Or in your dream. No, I've passed that level. But I was attacked by the devil because the devil probably... I was lacking in some areas. So he came at me. And the way the devil came at me was through offense, you see. True offense. True offense. Some people offended me. And it was like somebody wore headphone on my ear. And the person was saying, break the relationship. Break the relationship. Now, this relationship I'm talking to you about, the Holy Spirit himself told me, you and this person... Uh, are going to be friends and you're going to create havoc in the, en- in the camp of the enemy. It was a spiritual relationship the Lord had ordained himself. So the person had offended me without knowing. And what I was hearing was, break the relationship. It's not worth it. He, he disrespected you. So I kept quiet. Because I wanted to, like, I wanted my, my I, thought it was, I thought it was my emotions. So I wanted to, like, I wanted to give myself time to, you know. But then again, two, two weeks later, I was praying for this. Like, you don't understand. I'm praying. Lord, I'm praying for this person. Lord, I'm praying for this person. Lord, let this person prosper. Like, I don't want to be angry with this person. But he's not going. Like, I'm, I, like I thought, I'm like, what is going on here? I'm meant to have forgiven this person. I'm doing all the right things. Two weeks later, the same thing happens. And what I'm hearing is leave church, leave church, leave church, leave church, leave church, leave church. Kilo day, what's what's going on? What's happening? That's what I'm hearing. Leave church. Immediately, I just started seeing patterns from things I'm hearing. What am I hearing? Because you see, most of the time, we what we think we think that the only person that we can hear is God because we have the Holy Spirit. But we can hear demons too. We can hear the devil. And the difference, or the way you will know, is the word. You see, 
I know it's the devil because I know the word. God cannot tell me to leave. What did my church do to me? <laughs> do you understand? Did they beat my mother? They did not. What did they do? So, when I saw that it was the devil, it was very easy for me, but it was not that easy because I was like, God, I know it's the devil, but I need your help. I will block all these people. I will block all of them. What's... In prayer, we, in prayer, I saw victory. What I did was I called them and I confronted. I was like, guy, what happened? What do you do? This thing, you offended me, do you know? And he said, I don't know. I, I, I was not even taking, I was not even taking into consideration. I didn't even know. I was like, oh, you didn't know. And the devil had disturbing me like this. Don't worry, that's not a problem. I know, I know the problem. I called the, I called church. I was like, oh, this, 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 and, and this happened. Why did it happen? And they told me, oh, we didn't know. This is the first time it's happened. I say, ah, devil is on my case. Because these people did not, these people did not intentionally offend me. Are you listening to me? I would have made the biggest mistake of my life if the word was not present in my life. I want us to open scripture. Let's open to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2. If you're there, please, let's read it as quick as possible. Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2. Version, let's use NKJV for everything. NKJV for everything. NKJV for everything. Please call me. Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2. Can we read, please? Yeah. Okay, let's read together. Three, two, one, go, like a mass choir. Can you tell your neighbor? Can you say God cares about the way you think? God cares about the way you think. Do you know that? You see, the level of your partnership with God can be stunted, can actually be, can actually be stunted with the things you believe and the things you don't believe. You see, I know somebody, I know a tribalist, I know this guy, this guy is a tribalist. He loves the Lord, though. He loves the Lord. But you see, when he comes to other tribes, he believes he has a belief, he has a belief that there's a way other tribes behave. Like different tribes have their different characteristics, even if you have given your life to Jesus. And you see, I believe such a person cannot take the gospel to the world. See, this is something we see again and again. God cares about the way you think. God cares about the way you think. I'm like, after receiving Christ, the most important thing to do, or the next, the next thing to do, is to change the way you think. Are you listening to me? Is to change the way you think. A lot of us, we have funny ways we think, or we used to think, right? When we talk about relationships, and I'm not even just talking about relationships. I'm talking about even our reality or our, our identity in Christ Jesus. 
is warped. I've spoken to a lot of us, and I know for a, for a certain, I, I, we had a meeting, Spaldazo. I wanted some of you to be here, but probably stubbornness <laughs> did not get you guys here. But see, there are some things that are facts, sorry, there are some things that are facts, and there are some things that are promises. And God expects you to know these things. God expects you to know these things. God expects that there's a way you think that he's going to be, he's going to walk with you effortlessly. So imagine my friend here goes to the village and he's scared. He meets a woman. He meets an old woman that is walking like this. And probably he makes a mistake and hits what she's carrying off her head. And the woman looks at him and does like this. <laughs> and he's scared. And God is like looking at you and he's like, God is like, why, why are you scared? Why are you scared? Can we open the Ephesians 1 verse 3? See, we are, we are meant to dwell on the word because the word transforms. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Let's, let's, let's read that together. 3 to 1 go. See, we can have church there. We can have church. Just, just blessed be to God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. We can just stop there and just rejoice. We can just stop there and just shout, glory to God. I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Hey, I can't be cursed. See, God expects you to know these things. God expects you to be transformed by the word. There's a way you think that limits God. That is why when we read or when we see stories in the Old Testament, God took his time to bring every character to his to at least to a pace not to his pace but to, to a pace that he can work with them look at Gideon Gideon is a very wonderful character Gideon said everything I'm the last of the last of the last of the last of the last Gideon said oh if it's you let there be dew everywhere and this place should be dry let, let this place let there be dew here and every like God had to bring everybody to a place where he could walk with them. And even at that, some people still fumbled. See, everything, we can talk about the advantages of prayer. And yes, there's an advantage to prayer. But you see, prayer needs something to feed on. Are you listening to me? Prayer needs something to feed on. If there is nothing to feed on, you will be hot, but you will not burn. Are you listening to me? Prayer needs something to feed on. I, I, I know I've made this statement here before. That greater is what prayer does in you than what it does for you. But let me tell you, prayer will not change you if the word is not present also. So you will see people praying for the death of their enemy. 
and it will work. Are you listening to me? It will work. The, the power, the, the, the scripture talks about the spirit of the prophet. He says he's subject to the prophets. So, I can direct power anywhere I want. But you see, what, what the word does is the word disciplines us. Are you listening to me? The word disciplines us. So I cannot just go to a village and everybody says, take your gospel and go. And I say, all of you, you die now. <laughs> and everybody just starts falling like flies. There's a story I heard of a man of God, of a man of God that was teaching and his media team was be misbehaving and he cursed his media team. Every, every one of them, they started dying one after the other. One after the other. See, the word disciplines us. Are you listening to me? It disciplines us. Jesus came, Jesus preached the gospel, or Jesus wanted to preach, enter a city, and they rejected him. And his disciple says, Should we call down fire? And he's like, Do you know the spirit that you're of? What Jesus was trying to do there was, you see, something the word does is the word points you to the spirit, and the spirit points you to the word. I will explain that later. The word always points you to the spirit. So I really do not understand when people, I, I see a lot of believers, they flow in the things of the spirit and they never read the, the Bible. They are, you are doing something wrong. You are not listening to the spirit when it, comes, when, it, when it comes to an area because the spirit will always refer you back to scripture. I was, somebody very close to me was telling me, she heard God audibly and God told her to go and listen, go and read a book that was not biblical. I said, it's not God. <laughs> <laughs> you have heard me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you heard. It's not God. <laughs> You've not heard God. Let's open to Acts of the Apostle 18. Let's open to Acts of the Apostle 18. Verse 24 to 28. I, I am... Um, I'm going to do some work. Act of the Apostles, chapter 18, from verses 24 to 28. So we read together, right? Like a mass choir. Three, two, one, go. Praise God. So we see a story of Apollos, a great, a great man of God. You see, they said he was eloquent. In fact, they got to a point where some people said we have Apollos. Some people said we have Paul. I'm so sure Paul was jealous, but he said, "Well, like, it's in the entertainment of God. Why are you comparing me with someone? You know, 
But something that happened was, or something happened we see in that scripture was, Apollos did not know some things. Right? He stopped, his revelation stopped at John's revelation. That is John the Baptist's revelation. And he could preach it well. You see, scripture says he preached accurately. And Priscilla and Aquila came to him and taught him. Scripture said they taught him more accurately. Meaning, oh, you, you got it when in Old Testament. I'm not saying Old Testament, no. But you, when you got, when you preach about John's revelation, you got it. But let me teach you something else. Let me teach you something more accurate. You see, something that happens with knowledge or something that happens when you don't have the right knowledge is that you will not be able to you will not be able to reveal God in the way he's meant to be revealed. You know, I've seen some people say, you see, for my own, my own is that I can see. I can't, no, 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 see is even too much. I can dream. My dream, eh, are they dream fire? If I sleep like this, are they dream pieces? If I dream like this, seven days, it will come to pass. It will not come to pass. Ah, maybe malaria. But I did dream pieces. If I dream, but you see, this is my friend's own. My own is dream. Her own is tongues. If she pray for you, ah, uh, I'm just watching it all. Sorry, tell her that's not that's not a toilet. So, you just be in awe. I was hearing somebody tell me, my own is at a dream. My own is at a speaking tongues. On that one said, I they do this one. I, they, I say, eh, 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 there's a problem. You see, your knowledge will hinder the move of the spirits in your life. Are you listening to me? Your lack of knowledge of the word will hinder the move of the Spirit in your life. You will see a man of God flow in, flow in all the gifts and you say, ah, that man of God was chosen by God specially. He's special, I am not. You know, when I was taught, when I was taught how to flow in the gift of the Spirit, the person that taught me, the person that taught me, he said, if you can see it, you can do it. So, I would intentionally go on YouTube and I will type um, how to heal the um, healing a cripple. And I will see people healing cripples. I will say, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. That's how, that, that's, how I, that's how I do it. It got to a point where the Holy Spirit says, when the Holy Spirit led me to a scripture in Matthew, where the scripture says, and Jesus healed every kind of disease and ailment. He went from town to town preaching the gospel, preaching the kingdom of God and healing every kind of disease and ailment. And Holy Spirit told me, what will happen when you see a disease that you have never seen healed before? I mean, that's a story for another day. But I'm just trying to tell you that if you don't know it, if you don't know it, you can, like, you will not flow in that aspect. You will not flow well in that aspect. So a lot of people pray, a lot of people pray without the word. And what they do is they either confine themselves to a, to, like they either confine themselves or they set themselves loose dangerously. 
they set themselves loose dangerously. So you see a man of God, somebody called by God, prophesying. And someone is saying, prophesy mommy, <laughs> prophesy daddy. And he'll tell you, and you say, and you say things that he's not meant to say. And you will do things that he's not meant to. In fact, some, most of the time, you know that this person is not called of God. Are you listening to me? Do you get me? Praise God. I'm trying to rush. I hope I do. I'm trying to rush. Let's open to Hebrews 4 verse 12. Let's, this side here, open this place. Let's open Hebrews 4 verse 12. Here, let's open to John chapter 17, verse 3. John chapter 17, verse 3. You know, I was just asking the Lord, 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 I know what to say. How, but how am I going to say it? I know what to say, but how am I going to say it? I know what you want me to say, but how am I going to say it? Let's open Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Are we ready? 3, 2, 1, go. He says, the word of God is living. Praise God. Let's open to John chapter 17. John chapter 17 verse 3. Let's see that. What, what does he say? John chapter 17, 17 verse 3. Let's start from... Should we? Let's start from... Verses 1. John chapter 17, not Jude. There's no Jude 17. John chapter 17. From verses 1 to 3. 3, 2. Are you with your Bible, sir? Okay. John chapter 17 from verse 1 to 3. 3, 2, 1, go. Are you seeing that? We see in Hebrews, Hebrews talks about the light, the word of God is alive. He says the word of God is powerful. The word of God can discern. Then we go to Hebrews and we see Jesus give the definition of what eternal life is. You know, all of us, we say we have eternal life. He gives gives the definition and he says, eternal life is knowledge of God and Jesus. So, what he's saying is, in times past, the knowledge of God had been hidden. are Are you understanding me? When he talks about eternal life, he's talking about Zoe. He's not talking about Sute. He's not saying Sute or Bios. He's not saying um, the human kind of life. He's saying the God kind of life. Zoe. Ah, you people are going out and coming in. You're distracting me. Can you, you can come in? So, he's not talking about, he's not talking about when um, Jesus is talking about Zoe. He's not talking about when you are talking about eternal life, he's talking about Zoe. He's not talking about Sute. He's not talking about Bios. You know, he's not talking about the human kind of life. He's talking about the God kind of life. He's saying, what is the God kind of life? 
He's saying to know God, to know Him. Knowledge of God is what we have received. We have received access into the knowledge of God. Are you listening to me? In times past, what you know, people did not know. They wanted to know. You have received eternal life because of Jesus. You have received knowledge of God. Oh, you guys are looking at me. I don't know what you're saying. Let's see. Let's see Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 to 30. I think I'm going to read that. Matthew chapter 11. Okay, look at them. Look at it. Look at it here. It says, And that time Jesus gave, Jesus answered and said, says, Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. He says, Even so, he says, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, he goes down. He says, come to... Oh, I need to read this all. He says, all things have been delivered to me by my father. And no one knows the son. Can you see that? No one knows the son except the father. Nor does anyone know the father except the son. And the one... Whom the Son wills to reveal, whom wills to reveal Him, He now says, "Come to Me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." He says, "Take My yoke, yoke upon you and learn from Me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest to your souls. For My yoke is easy and My burden is light." I want you to tell yourself, say, "God chose to reveal Himself to Me." You need to understand that. You need to ingrain that in your head, in your, in your heart. God chose to reveal himself to you. There was a time when it was not possible. The knowledge of God, to know God, would, like, it wasn't possible. Let me, I, I don't want to say someone knew God the way we did. Angels today, want to know what you experience how can a being carry the holy ghost in them are you listening to me what does it feel like that's what they want to know what does it feel like you have access to know god say i have access to know god because of jesus i have access to know god you want to know the father know the son and the son has revealed himself to you. The son is the word. You know, when we hear, when we hear things like looking on to Jesus, what it just means, what it just, I mean, someone asked me that question, what does it mean to look on to Jesus? It's very simple. Look, look, look at the word. Focus on the word and everything will drop. Focus on the word and everything will drop. Let's open, we're almost done. Let's open Psalms 119. We are going to pray. This is a prayer meeting. But I need to talk. Because if I don't talk, 
Some people will call me. Sir, I'm having suicidal thoughts. Please pray for me. Sir, they want to kill me in my sleep. Please pray for me. But let's open. Let's open to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verses. I've jumped because of you people. Psalm 119 verses 9 to 6. It's just verse 9. Oh, 6 to 9. I was in the spirit on the last day when I wrote that. <laughs> Verses 6 to 9. Let's, let's read that together. 3, 2, 1, go. Uh, where does it start from? That how can a man keep his ways? From verse 9. From verse 9. What's the nice thing? He said 9 to 6. Oh, 9 to 16. Probably that's what I meant. Is, it, is that what I was? I, just, I think that's what I meant now. Bible students, it's either of you to correct me. Huh? 9 to 16. Let's go. 3 to 1. Go. Mm hmm. And contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your status and I will not forget your word. How can a young woman keep herself? How can a young man keep himself? It's by the word. I'm telling you, because see, if you pray without the word, you will not change. Are you listening to me? I'm dealing with pornography, sir. It's by the word. In prayer, I'm dealing with Susanna thoughts. It's by the word. In prayer, Praying alone without something to... Prayer needs something to burn. Prayer needs something to cook with. Are you listening to me? That is why Jude 20 would say, Dear beloved, um, how does it start again? Building yourselves up in your most holy... On your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying the Holy Spirit. That's why it says that. Because when you read Jude, you need to understand that at that time, the believers had other doctrines seeping in. And Jude was saying, guys, and Jude was saying, guys, that the way for you to keep yourself or the way for you to stand steadfast in the doctrine you're, you already know is by praying in tongues on your already taught faith. Are you listening to me? The word will keep you. See, studying the word alone and prayer will, will make you feel like you're walking on clouds. Accurate teaching of the word and accurate understanding of the word. A lot of people will say things and you'll be like, that, that cannot happen to me. It's not that I'm trying for it not to happen to me, but that cannot happen to me. It's like when somebody says, oh, don't go to that place or that guy is evil or... He, 
See, have you heard I'm looking for spiritual attack? Like I'm looking for spiritual fight. Praise God, praise God. Have you ever, have you, have you heard that before? I'm looking for spiritual fights. I'm looking for someone to come and say, ah, ha, 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 you don't know my God. <laughs> you don't know my God, I will show you. I worship Amadioha. I'm looking for such a fight. I want to kill somebody. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. See, let me tell you. I say this because I know, I believe with every fiber of my being. The God I serve is a no-nonsense God, one. The things that he has deposited in me, the things that, that, that he has deposited in me should make you scared of me. Are you listening to me? The word, let the word change you. Let the word transform you. Stay with the word. If you stay with the word and, and in prayer, I'm telling you in three months, you look at your life. And people will come to ask you, what happened? Something happened to you. Something, something happened to you. You don't have to live a mediocre life. Let me tell you, young people don't have to be stupid. Are you listening to me? Young people don't have to be stupid. You know when they say, oh, wisdom. Wisdom is not, uh, um, youth is not known with wisdom. It doesn't have to be. If you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. Walk with God. Are you listening to me? Walk with God. God is wise. He will rub off on you. You cannot rub off on God. He will rub off on you. You cannot walk with God just in prayer. You walk with God in the word. Who remembers the, 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 um, the teaching I did? On meditative prayer. See, taking the word and you 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 bathe yourself in the word. Gradish Kadila. We said, I told you the Lord told me. The Lord told me that what if you encounter a sickness you've never heard of? Does it mean you not heal the sick? And I was reading Matthew, and I saw scripture where scripture says, and Jesus went from town to town preaching the kingdom of God and he healed all manner of sickness all manner of disease and I took that scripture Bane Aterwa Sande Gledemai Emeka will heal all manner of disease all manner of illness there is no disease there is no ailment there is no error in the human body I cannot rebuke are you listening to me? you say it Till your heart accepts it. Till your spirit knows. You say to the point where they wake you up at night. And you can just sleep in your sleep. Receive. And you go back. You pray it. Till you receive a nudge in your spirit. That, that it, what you're saying has been accepted. Message accepted. Is the word. Only the word can do that in prayer. Praying alone will not generate fire. You want fire in your universities? You want fire in your workplace? You want people to see you and say, ah, that guy is on fire. You need the word. You need the word. You need the word. Please, no shade. I'm not trying to shade anybody here. But I have a lot of disciples here that teach on social media. 
I'm not talking to you guys. I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm talking about generally. I see a lot of young people on social media talk about what they don't know, what they have not become. They become influencers that small thing will happen, they will cry. <laughs> see, let me tell you, stay in the world and become something you know, before you come out. I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody here. Are you listening to me? But I have to say it. Stay with the word and become something before you come out. Praise God. See, we are going to pray. This is not everything I wanted to say. But we are going to pray. As we pray, I want you to take... Ah! I've not, I'm, I'm, I'm not finished. But I'm still going to come back to But I, My job coming back is to minister. I'm going to minister by the Spirit, minister to the sick. And just lay hands on some people and pray with some people. Please, as you pray, what I want you to do and what I expect from you. My friend, how are you doing? What I expect from you is take the word. You want to become something. You know you have anger issues. Take the word. Go to Galatians. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Kindness. It, it talks about patience. Take the word. And pray. Cook there. Are you listening to me? Cook there. You want to experience the things. You want to see the gift of the Spirit in your life. Scripture talks about it. It's replete. Cook there. Cook there. Become a better person in prayer. Are you listening to me? So at this now, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling you people to just go about praying, you know, with empty minds or with nothing in your mind. Now I'm telling you to take a scripture, take hold of a scripture. That's what's going to happen. Take hold of a scripture and become it. Scripture we see in Isaiah chapter 11, how um, the word of God, the knowledge, the knowledge of the Lord, is going to cover the earth. As waters cover the sea. It won't happen if you don't know God. There is no way you will teach the next person the next person or pass on the fire if you don't know. If you don't, if you don't have the word, if you don't have fuel. If you don't have fuel, there is no way you will last three months before the next born. You will so be you'll be so depleted that you will come. Sir, I'm coming just my life. I need help. That's what you'll be coming for. The next born, you'll be like, ah. We need to. The, the vision the Lord has dropped for us this year. I need mighty men in bond. People that can say, ah, oh, this guy, this guy came. He was here last year. Look at him now. See stature. Just look at you from the back. You fall down. Look at me. Look at me. You fall down. <laughs> when they see power, they will call you Dibia. <laughs> Please, let's pray.